Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas, fresh out the bunker in Fallout. Wow. Everything looks really crazy out here. And it's like, what, what, what's this? It's an arm coming out of my back. It's another arm coming out of my back. They all got six fingers. I've got six arms. Nephilim. Hybrid. Arachnid. Brat. Brat. Man, they come everywhere, and and I definitely in Fallout you would see some like Nephilim. That like, I'm surprised they didn't utilize that more. Man, hit us up, Fallout. We'll uh, show you some ideas. You know what is up, y'all? You know how we do it over here. Let's get out everything in the front. You can go to killthemockingbirds.com right now. And if you do go to killthemockingbirds.com right now, why don't you go check out the podcast on there? But you can go to the disinformation part or you can check out the merch that we dropped. Shout out to everybody that's purchased. Shirts are going good. Got plenty in stock. So hit that up. Get both. Why not? You know what I'm saying? It's a fair deal. You get, you help us. We help you. So, you know, give and take. Yeah, man. And we got some new merchandise coming as well to add to the store which is going to be even doper so we'll let you guys know when that happens obviously we'll do some sort of like special drop for that uh sean was just talking about the disinformation section so we are updating that periodically especially if it's something i feel like that will stand the test of time and one of the things we do have on there is cast sunstein's uh paper that he wrote uh, cognitive infiltration where he talks about infiltrating the conspiracy community back in 08 and everything that spawned after that so everything that we talk about is really based on that paper or at least our, our point of view is based on what he wanted to push from that paper so go check that out we've got a couple of other nice uh things for you to check out some pdf files to read uh we got one that you just did about uh, transgenderism as it attributes to autism it's a great report it's a scientific report so this is from the nih directly from the nih so check that out and i did add another one about uh, uh luddy mccode the giant from solomon islands who they say is still alive today it's his whole story so you guys can go there and check that out on the first page, you can get tickets right now to two things. The Fortean Airwaves Ultimate Podcast Conference in October 6th, 7th, and 8th. You can come see us. We're going to do a special presentation only for there. Uh, we'll be doing two podcaster panels too. Plus, this Friday, the Shape of Shadow Skinwalker film drops. So please go buy tickets to that because this is the premier event before it hits Apple TV, before it hits Amazon Prime. You'll get to check it out. Plus, the entire cast, including myself, will be there afterwards for a whole Q&A session for probably an hour, hour and a half afterwards. So you get to pay for all that. So go check that out. You can go to the first page of the website to get that. Go buy the merch. Go support. And... As always, guys, right now while you're listening, don't wait to the end. Five-star reviews. 
Keep them coming. They are blowing up right now. We love all the energy you guys are giving. It's great. Sometimes we get a little salty ones here and there, but hey, they're still giving us five stars with it. So I'm pretty okay What's with the that. salties on YouTube, though. I you notice that the <laughs> <laughs> saltiness on YouTube, man. <laughs> it is. It's mostly on YouTube that we get the saltiness. Uh, mainly on uh, Juan's podcast. <laughs> whenever we do Shadow Band Syndicate, we get a lot of we get a lot of flat earthers that get butt cheeks tight, really butt cheeks tight. And, and, you know, they're writing books to us, sending us a million emails with stuff. And I'm not going to read it ever. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, man, if you've got the time to do that, do what I'm doing and actually research. Like, that's what I'm saying. You got the time to write up a million long, lengthy books and emails. Hey, man, put your energy into something else. Like, you're not going to convince me of something that, A, I've already looked into, B, I have subject to change. So if I do change my mind on it, it's probably because I was doing my own research and I've came across something. I'm like, eh, you know what, Sean, the earth is flat, man. I'm on board. So, and why focus on people that like, that's why I'm loving like the people, like our people a lot, because we're just getting that positive energy out there. They're giving the five stars. They're giving a good review, like yeah. telling us like, you know, or like sometimes some, some constructive criticism is good from every now and then. Like, just say you're a part of this stuff, but like when you're just like, man, don't try to convince us of anything, man. Like we're going to just keep <laughs> trying to figure it out on our own. Just like we ain't trying to convince you of anything like anybody. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Again, I'm very open-minded when it comes to the earth, man. There's a lot that we don't know. And it's a lot that they lie to us about. I think, and I'm just going to jump on a soapbox for two seconds, Sean, but when it comes, but when it comes to flat earth, the one thing I want to say is this a belief in a globe does not negate the belief in God. For some odd reason, people think that a flat earth closed system means that you believe in God, which is absolutely ridiculous because one, the concept of a globe system was far back in the past, further back in the past in the concept of evolution. So those two are not directly tied together at all for that matter. Matter of fact, the guys that came up with the globe system were tied into the church. Now, I know you're going to say that the church is infiltrated, and that's true. So if you want to believe that, that's fine. What I'm trying to say is this. A belief in God does not negate uh, a belief in a globe system. And I'm not sold on it being a complete globe anyway. I'm just open-minded to they lie to us. NASA lies to us. We know that for a fact. And here pretty soon we're going to be doing a pretty in-depth take on flat earth and everything anyway so y'all will get your butt cheeks tight soon enough so just relax but quit sending a million freaking emails and a million dms it's just it's too much like i don't understand how you have the time to do it well the one thing that just real quick too what you were saying about the whole like uh in a closed system or they're saying like then we if we're just in a spinning ball in the middle of the universe that means we're insignificant i don't understand that wouldn't that still make us wouldn't that still be the same concept that if we're the only thing in an empty space that we're still significant like i just don't understand the point of that like that that's just that's just a dumb perspective for me and here's the other just small piece of it it's like by you saying that we're in a closed system, you're defining God. You're saying that you've got God figured out. And you're saying that God is made us the center of attention and that's it. There's nothing else. The elites want us to be hidden away from this knowledge. Listen, there is a lot to this universe and a lot to parallel dimensions and everything else in between that we don't know about. And I'm open to all that. 
Just don't get your butt cheeks so tight. Just relax. It's not that big a deal. At the end of the day, what does it do to define your life? It doesn't do anything to define your life. It really does Or doesn't. like, what does it do to, conv- like, even about, like, if that defines your life, cool, but what does it do to convince, like, wow, I converted someone? Like, what is this, a fucking cult? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, well, it feels like it, and we're going to get into one of these cults today. That's what we're, our goal is. But before we do that, we always read the five stars. Before we get into the heat of the matter, I want to read a couple apples. We got Steve Leo. Awesome show. Just found the show today, and I'm hooked. Great takes on issues and entertaining. Love the music. Sype is my favorite. Kind of a punk fan. Sort of a Machine Gun Kelly vibe without the weird stuff. <laughs> God bless you guys. Keep up the great content. Appreciate you, Steve, Leo. And I definitely am not trying to be like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> when so, I read that, I, was, <laughs> I get the, I get the it's sentiment. It's a compliment, though. He's, he's saying it in a good a way. So, like, it's, it, I, 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 I respect. And, and Machine Gun Kelly makes good and punk he's not music. Trash, I'm not going to lie. He's not no Melly Mel. He's not. No, he's not Melly Mel. Uh, we've got My Cat's a Stargazer. Booyah, dog. My go-to podcast. Thanks for introducing me to this realm and branching me out to the likes of LA, Juan, and many, many more. Appreciate you, my cat's a stargazer, which is a very interesting name. I would like to know what that really means. All right, we're going to go to Spotify real quick. We got Matt. I love this episode, but I think you're incorrect about the real Donald Marshall talked about. It was the real reptilians, not the real society. Well, you got it all figured out, Matt. You know, that's how we do it. We, we, we got people that just got the the entire conspiracy world figured out. But maybe you do. Maybe you're right, man. I don't know. I just know that anything kind of kind of digging I've done on the Vrills, it's all connected. Like when you talk about the word Vril, Vril is not the society and it's not reptilians. Vril is the energy source power and the rest of it just falls out from there. So yes, probably your Vril reptilians would have something to do with this Vril society. We've got Boofy. Cloning from the Bible, Genesis 1, 26, 6. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Maybe. Like, I, I think he's just creating in his likeness. And if you want to call that cloning, then cool. I, I think we all have our own souls and stuff, though, too. But interesting concept. I'm always open to look into, like, cool stuff. So I thought that was a cool enough comment to read. And plus, sometimes when you, when you uh, first hear something, you know how, like, Someone will tell you something and it kind of sounds odd and then you have to just think about it for a while. I have to think about it, fit it into the the logic of how my brain works. No, for sure. Yeah. And I think maybe just on a basic level of cloning, okay, like it, I don't think we're carbon copies either. I just think that we're in the likeness. I think every one of us is unique and individual. We know like each of us have our own set of fingerprints. So we know that we're very unique in how we were made. Um, but I, I, I do like the energy there though too. So with that being said, we're all about tearing down these cults, baby. And there's one big one that just resurfaced again, really hardcore here lately, Sean. And I was already seeing it happen like five, six months ago. And then Oppenheimer comes out and then the floodgates open and here they come. Nukes are fake. Nukes are fake. It's all fake. Blue beam, blue beam, blue beam. <laughs> here we go. Hey, but the cool thing is they got me and you here and Truth is here, the truth is here. Truth is here, the truth is here. Truth is here, the truth is here. I said the truth is here. So the truth is here. But you're right. Like I like the Oppenheimer and then of course the biggest podcast in the sphere is Rogan. 
And I'm going to play this clip right off, just a little clip that I, I'm sure everyone has already seen a million times. But Okay, here's another conspiracy theory. The, you've, seen all the, you've seen all the grainy footage of nuclear uh, test blasts that, that you've seen you know, sure. with the mushroom clouds. And there are always these grainy things, and there's all these like little houses lined up, and these little trees yes. lined up, and it blows everything down. Yeah. Okay, so here's the question, right? So what happened? Okay, so this is great. Okay, you'll love this. So what happened to the camera? You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Rogan, dude. Like, and I was telling you before, and I, I want to do a comparison before we even get into all that. So that's how Rogan sounded. Was that like a, a couple weeks ago or something like that? I don't even know the dude's name. My bad. I didn't even do that far because he was kind of annoying me too. Because he's like, "Where's the camera?" And he's like, "Get son of a bitch!" Like it was it sounded too set up. <laughs> but then you got five years ago. So Joe's all in on it right now, right? Like, oh, the camera, you're right, man. Five years ago, here's him talking to Eddie Bravo. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, I don't know if, what Dude. kind of bomb that is. Look, I don't know. Look at that. That's, look a, that's a big that explosion. That's high. That's big. But I don't know why what conventional it? bombs. It's Well, what, what difference does it make? Because Eddie's, Eddie's saying the know. reason why they threaten nuclear bombs is to keep everyone kind of chill, but we might not have the... They, they've got the you power to do that, dude. That would wipe out a fucking city. But maybe you, you could do that, that with, with, with just regular conventional bombs. Maybe you just maybe that's like okay. ten. Okay. You, what just, I'm saying is I don't know. Right. Well, you should find out. I don't know. By, okay. This is this is a nuclear bomb. Okay. I mean, the scientists all agree there's no conspiracy. The conspiracy okay. is amongst idiots. <laughs> so it's a conspiracy is amongst idiots. <laughs> and like I don't know. I mean, again, like I was telling you out there, maybe because they, they're buddies. So maybe Eddie was. Bugging him all day, like maybe they're in jujitsu and Eddie was just being a pest all day. I don't know, right? It but I just, be. I just find it that he's more like this is five years ago. This is before 2020, so it, I think it's because he was becoming mainstream and he was worried about his image, or he really feels that way because the way he said it, like he was angry. Like he's like, and the, it goes further. If you go watch, there's it's an eight minute clip. Um, even Jamie gets all mad. Like I was, I went. To physics, I studied physics at Ohio State. First of all, fuck Ohio State. Anyways, everybody knows that everybody's an idiot over there. So like, that's done. That's a done deal right there. Nobody goes to Columbus. Even Columbus, even Ohio was thinking about kicking Columbus out of Ohio. Hey, guys, hey wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hey guys, listen. If you're Ohio State fans, don't listen to Sean. He's a Michigan <laughs> fan, so know where his hatred's coming from. There's before. no bias. <laughs> yeah, there's a shit ton of bias coming right now. Hey, I'm covering for you guys. I live in Ohio. I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I'm covering for you guys. It's okay. You can be Ohio State fans. Unclench the cheeks. Unclench the cheeks. Right. It's just, He's just being funny. This is, <laughs> this is natural for Michigan and Ohio State to hate each other. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it. It's just part of life. He really went hard on it, man. Like, and Eddie was just like asking questions. So he's just like, hey, man, I don't know. And he's like, why question it? What do you mean, why question? And then three years later, you're like, yeah, we should question stuff. But he was also on the COVID. He was not immediately telling us the question. So I just thought it was unique to what we were talking about, like how now in this fear of nukes. So I'm like, is it supposed to be, is it because the open hire film, is he trying to impress somebody? Is the, is there somebody talking in his ear or someone pushes or he knows that he'll get like better ratings because this is hot. Like, I don't know what it is. It just seemed weird that five years ago you were talking magic to Eddie Bravo and now it's cool. And you're like, wow. <laughs> well, and here's a, just a basic level, just outside of anything conspiratorial with Joe Rogan, but just look at it from this, people wake up and sometimes people listen to other people over 
said people because they feel like they have a little more intelligence or they have more education or they've been around a smarter crowd like you're saying or or feel they're smarter crowd also just again basic level a lot's happened in the past five years a lot of weird stuff that a lot of people started waking up to or it could have also been because he was heavy on the moon landing fake and stuff and he was big into bigfoot and stuff and then i think like some people they don't get what they want out of it right like when they're on this journey of like what's real what's not real they're so invested that they have to find it that if they don't, that they become bitter and they become against it. So I do think there is a part to play in that of how Joe Rogan is. Yeah, I could, I could see that too. Um, I do find that interesting though. Like five years ago, he's berating Eddie Bravo about the same thing that he's now super open-minded about. But again, I know I've changed my mind and maybe flat earthers, you have a shot. Maybe you have a <laughs> shot in three years. I'll be like flat earth, baby, I'm part of the cult. It could happen. <laughs> or you'll just be lying flat. You know what I mean? Like in the fucking China. We don't do anything. We just lie flat. <laughs> no, so I I like it. And the reason why we wanted to do this episode is because, man, you talk about this conspiratorial community gets really rabid about nuclear bombs, just like they do flat earth. Just like they do about moon landings in NASA, people get really worked up about some of these topics and it becomes a very divisive topic where it's not allowing people to think within the sphere of, I like some of it, but I don't like all of it. And 9-11 is the same way where you get people to extremes where it's like, everything's fake. Nobody lied. The towers were CGI. And then, you, and then you've got the people that are very geopolitical that think that it's just, you know, political. There is no paranormal or any other like angle. Right. No. uh, Yep. So you get that when what we try to do here and if people listen to us, um, we try to blend those topics together because they are connected. And you're going to find out today that there's a lot of occult things that are involved with this nuclear uh, bomb and this fakery, as they say, and I think it's going to be interesting going into it, Sean. I, the more I dug through it, because I started getting deep on some of these, this is like pre-Reddit forums, man. These were like old school, bro. Like I started going through them like, God, man, like these would never make it on a Reddit. They'd have been cooked within five minutes with some of the craziness said. But I liked it because you got some really raw facts and some of it was good. I started going through it and some of it was really good. Um, also just a side note, I found it really fascinating that this nuclear bomb agenda of, of it being fake, the whole thing being staged and fake happened right after Cass Sunstein dropped cognitive infiltration in 08. So right after this happens, flat earth takes super fire. So does nuclear bombs being fake super fire. There were and then CGI buildings of 9-11, which the, it, in that paper, he specifically is going after the 9-11 inside yes. job people. Absolutely. So, again, I'm going. we're going to beat this into our listeners' heads. If it's not Nephilim, it's Cass Sunstein. Just get it. Yes. I'm telling you. We're going to come out with merch with Cass Sunstein's cognitive infiltration on it just to get you guys to read it. It's not a long read, guys. It's not a long read, but it's very important to the scope of critical thinking. 
And this is where today we're going to go with this because we do want to talk about what's fake, what's real, what Sean and I think about the situation because I thought it was interesting enough with Oppenheimer coming out and where people's minds were because as soon as that movie came out, you had a lot of people that loved it. You had people that were immediate like nukes are fake. They're pushing an agenda. Now you got Rogan pushing this as well. Um, obviously, PolitiFact, you had a lot of these big AP came out with a whole thing about the claim nuclear weapons are fake because no camera could have survived the blast scene in archival t- test footage. Man, Paul, Smithsonian came up with some stuff. They did. <laughs> they did. And then they broke down that the camera setups um, that you that were used to capture the weapons were specially designed to withstand the intense effects. Matter of fact, on PolitiFact, they showed a picture of one of the metal boxes. They're like 10 to 18 foot towers that they, they keep these, these metal boxes are the, the diameter of them. And I looked at them, dude, I swear to God, the first thing I thought when I looked at the picture of it was this reminds me of that dune buggy that was supposedly on the moon when we first saw it, I'm like, it's very rickety. It doesn't make it doesn't look like it would work. And this is the part where I do give credence to some of these guys and some of what they say, because there is a lot of things throughout this that don't add up, but it's not all what you think. People go too far where it's all fake. They don't give like leeway to like some of it being an agenda and them twisting your mind a certain way. But yet a lot of people died because these people that think the nuclear bombs are fake, they're like, nobody died, bro. As we go through this presentation today, we're going to talk about the amount of deaths. You can't hide that. It's the same thing with the people think that nobody died in 9-11. You can't hide that. You guys have lost your skull caps. And I'm <laughs> yeah, that one's right now because it's so ludicrous when people go that far with it. It's like it. The best lies have truth in them. The best lies do. And I think that's why I'm always very cautious into buying in totally where something's being totally fake with anything that we talk about, Sean. No, I totally agree, man. And I forgot to tell you before we started the show, Ben, that I wanted to get a clip uh, from the Ginger Snaps so that when you go on a little rack, I'll be like, Ginger We got to add it on to the... I was like, that's going to be a little clean. Because no, I'm with you. Like... They focus on every everything's fake, so now we can't even have a discussion about it. And then it pushes the people, like for instance, when you put up like something about NWA or Nipsey Hussle, when we've said in the past, how many times that like, hey, these are questions. I'm not saying this is definite, but people don't. In ninety second video, they don't even watch the whole thing. <laughs> That's what's crazy. But that makes the other side even more resistant to anything that's fantastical at all. The, the the geo the one that's like oh it can only be corruption and the, so they're like nope because now you're going way too fantastical when I believe there is this middle because like we've said plenty of times and and I got it from you and I agree with you it may not be true the occult stuff like maybe it's just bullcrap right as far as like that it does anything but they believe it does something you know what I mean a uh, uh, young young thug was sacrificing a goat for a reason. Like he wasn't just doing it for the for the fun of it, brother. He, that was in court <laughs> that they talked about that. Yeah. That's in the court records. So again, I do believe in this stuff, and I've seen some of this stuff, so I know it exists. But if you don't want to believe that, 
Don't for a second think that these people don't act on their beliefs. And I think that's the problem, man. You get these people that are so anti-religion, so anti-anything paranormal that they're so caught up in themselves. They really are caught up in themselves to the point that they can't see outside of their little spherical box. And it's like all the signs are in front of you. They're throwing them up with their hands everywhere they go. Why would they all be doing the same thing? It, it's it's not a game. They believe in it. So, so we're going to get into kind of what people that think nuclear bombs are fake, where their mindset is. Um, they believe that nukes were invented by Jews like Einstein. And in the videos of atomic bombs, which we were just talking about, it seems like they're using models. I will say it does seem like they're using models. It doesn't seem like those old footage records from the Trinity testings, they look real. I don't think they are. I think it reminded me a lot of the moon landings. They, they weren't real. But we're going to talk about the great nuclear race, just like there was the great space race. And there is a just a regular geopolitical twist to why that they would want to Fake something is to let another country know, hey, we got them. We'll take you out. Like, we we can't, we got them. You've seen the footage. Yeah. What do you think the point of the PSYOPs are? The PSYOPs are to leverage power around the world. Like, you know, like it's not, even though there's a cultic aspects to everything, that doesn't mean that everybody's on the same page. There's still different factions, right? That nobody is in the same group. Like, they may team up with each other for a while to benefit or have that some of the similar uh narratives but what i'm guessing is you're saying that we're gonna go that's great man and there's a really good show that i like on amazon prime called the man in the high castle and it takes place in a parallel universe where the nazis actually win the war and a really interesting part, Japan, who runs half of America, they're worried about Germany taking them out at a certain point once Hitler dies. They think when Hitler dies, their little treaty will go away and the Nazis just want to take over the world because they basically run the world these two countries do. There is a piece about the nuclear bomb and they get access to figure out how to build one and they go out and they blow one up and take a video of it. And it's not as powerful as they're telling the Nazis that it is, but they do have a bomb, but they fake it. So I thought that was funny. We talk about people, you know, things being integrated, that soft disclosure. I thought that was funny that they did that in that film. So, yeah, I think there's credence to the fact that those videos that Joe Rogan was looking at, the Trinity testings, I don't think they're real. I do think they're models. I do think they absolutely look fake. There's there's nothing real about those. I really don't think they are. Does that mean that nuclear bombs or something as we go further down this occultic road that can blow things up to that magnitude don't exist? No, it doesn't. I just think that they're not telling us exactly what those are. And I think that's where we're going to go with some of this stuff today. And we're going to start with Albert Einstein. And everybody knows about Albert Einstein. E equals MC squared, which is very important because that was the basis of nuclear fission. In 1938, there were three chemists working in a laboratory in Berlin, and they made the discovery of how to split uranium atoms. And the energy released 
caused a tremendous power enough to power a bomb. So at this point, they're like, okay, well, we can do this. Einstein learns that the Germans might succeed in this. So Leo Zillard and he come up with this letter that they want to send um, to President Franklin Roosevelt and let him know about it. So this was the, the, the actual start of the Manhattan Project. So this is kind of weird too. So Zillard, he's a German-American physicist and inventor. He conceived the nuclear chain reaction in 1933. He patents the idea in 1936. And in late 1939, he wrote the letter for Albert Einstein to sign that resulted in the Manhattan Project that built the first atomic bomb. So you've got the classic three, six, nine. So you got them grouped together. It, you can't make this up. <laughs> also, are- what about this? Like, since so you said 33, just made me think of this. It's not exactly, but the way the E is written, like the way he does it, it looks like a backwards three. And with the two times two, 33. Because oh, it's absolutely. not like a traditional E. This looks so rigid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's that's a that's a really interesting. I had really thought about that, but yeah, no, that's very interesting. I think too, he, people thought that Einstein wrote the letter because he signed it initially for a long time, actually, until recently that it came out that Leo Zillard actually was the one that wrote it, and he basically states that, and this is wild. United States has very poor ores of uranium in moderate quantities. There's some good ore in Canada and Czechoslovakia, but the most important source is in the Belgian Congo. So here we are again, preying on places with a lot of resources that we know we can just go in and ransack. And here we go again, the Congo. That's a a hotbed for a lot of resources that we need and he put that he put that out there to uh franklin d roosevelt that this is where we needed to go with that oddly enough he is a part of helping with the manhattan project einstein is considered a security risk and cannot he's not allowed into the manhattan project he's forbidden because of his left-leaning political activism is why they said that he couldn't go there. So oddly enough, after this atomic bomb is created, Einstein comes out and says he didn't consider himself the father of the release of atomic energy. He said, my part was, in, was quite indirect, but most people are like, yeah, but without E equals MC squared, it couldn't have happened. Not in the way that they're telling us that it happens. So, and then of course, um, when they blow up Nagasaki and Hiroshima, He's like, yeah, well, you know, this was it was going to happen. I I warned you guys of this. Plus, who else warned during this same time frame of nuclear war? Falconelli. We've talked about Falconelli. He sent out his emissary to let them know not to do it. So we've got a high level alchemist, high level occultist, Falconelli, who's also putting it out there that we don't need to go down this nuclear road. So why are these like very 
prestigious, even hidden in some ways, men of the world so involved with this nuclear technology that seems to be tied into the occult. And we're going to get into some really wild occult stuff with Einstein here in a second. And just to jump back into that, like the more I'm looking, because I'm looking at pictures of it, well, actually the M is a three, is a is a, is an exact three, three C two, right? Three C two times two. I think there's a lot of occult angles and especially with Fukadeli, Funkadelic, as some like to call him. Funkadelic! <laughs> he, he, that's what I was telling you earlier when we were talking on the phone. It kind of reminded me of like uh, uh, Game of Thrones, right? When we think of like, what is a nuclear blast? Is it just something that is so, is it just a powerful blast that has nothing to do with nuclear energy and the word sounds fancy? Po- that's, I started dig- doing the digging. I started thinking that more. Is that the- obviously something blew people away, but I think they needed like, it's like branding. Hey, how do we scare people? And the connection right there tells the occult is in sync with Einstein, who a lot of people believe that he was not who he said he was. He was not this intelligent guy that pe- people say that he didn't write a lot of his papers. You've already proven that he didn't write. Uh, uh, what was that? The letter that he wrote? The letter, like, right? yeah, that yeah. went to Roosevelt. He didn't write that. So there's other stuff so that leads me to believe that people are right that maybe some of his equations weren't his too i think that he was an alchemist i think he was on a different level of intelligence i don't think it was what they perceived and i don't make sense why he was so weird and stuck out that makes sense i don't think he came up with a lot of this on his own either and we're going to get to that here with the secret doctrine So the secret doctrine, the synthesis of science, religion, and philosophy was written by none other than Helena Blavatsky and Helena Blavatsky or Madame Blavatsky, which we've talked about Blavatsky several times on this show, uh, created the Theosophical Society or Theosophist, which we won't name all the names that are famous that have been in the occult that have been a part of that, but many. So what's really nuts about that book, The Secret Doctrine, which was her flagship book, his niece reported that a copy was always on his desk at work, always. And when people actually got a hold of it and opened it up and were able to go through it, it was marked all the way up. There were notations everywhere, scribbles they couldn't even understand. And this all came or supposedly came from Einstein. Not only that, physicist Richard Feynman, physicist Richard Feynman was quoted in Time Magazine saying, I cannot understand how he arrived at the intuition, why would you use that word intuition, leading to E equals MC squared, considering the level of scientific knowledge at the time. So here we are with a guy that knows He's a physicist. He understands science. He's like, there's no way he could have come up with that. And this is that part where I'm going to go to what entity was he talking to that gave him a little nudge, gave him a little push, maybe showed him a little something. Like those rockers or singers or rappers at times that where they're like, man, yeah, just like sitting there and it just boom, like pretty much 
popped into their head, which I understand kind of with, but the way they say it, like, it's not like, Hey, a couple lines here popped in. They're like, it just was like the whole verse or the whole song. Boom. That was, that's what it reminded me of when you started talking about like that. And I'm telling you, there's a lot. And like you mentioned just a little bit ago that we're not going to get into Einstein today like that. We're just timing nuclear fission here. Cause we may do a whole episode down the road about Einstein because there's a lot that goes on with him and maybe him being, you know, similar to an Edison and stealing people's ideas. I lend more to him being part of the occult. And I think that he was for sure, clearly, he had this book that was connected to E equals MC squared, The Secret Doctrine, which is an absolute crazy occult book. Also, it's recorded that he was a part of a seance with Upton Sinclair, who was like the Michael Moore of his time. So he wrote this book called The Jungle in 1906, and it was talking about Chicago's meatpacking industry and how there was a lot of exploitation and unsanitary conditions. Um, but he did a lot of these hit pieces on you know, Americans going through tough times in these cities, but he wrote this strange book in 1930 called Mental Radio about experiments he conducted to prove telepathy's existence. As a matter of fact, Einstein wrote the preface to the book because they were good friends. And Einstein never, to people's public knowledge, dabbled in anything occult. But here he was writing the preface to this book that was all about the occult. So they get to this place out in the middle of nowhere, it always is, and this guy, Roman Ostoja, who said he was from Poland, but he's actually from Cleveland, Ohio. So you can get your Ohio hate on here, Sean. So he, he, was, he was an occult master. And he said that he studied from these masters in India and Tibet, and he could make things levitate. He could read minds. So he does his whole seance, and he doesn't make the, ta levit the table levitate but he does shake the table and he's really angry. And he said, there's a bunch of non-believers in there. That's why it didn't work. But Einstein later wrote about the beliefs of that incident. And Einstein attributed the stuff he couldn't understand to gravity, electromagneticism and how that it didn't make sense. Like it was something that was a phenomena that didn't make sense. So even just in the public eye, Einstein dabbled a little bit, but if we're talking about he's reading Helena Blavatsky's book every day, and that's how we came up with e equals MC squared, totally a cult. And we're talking about e equals MC squared was the basis for nuclear fission. So we're saying that the basis for nuclear fission for nuclear bombs is deep rooted in the occult, just off of Einstein alone. Uh, I don't, I wish I could say this word because I, I was reading a couple of things right now about it, and it was talking about that. His religion was puzzling to people in general. They he would say, "I'm not an atheist." He said, "Like uh, I don't know how to say this word. It's like Spinoza, or I don't know if that's Safaf. I don't know how to say that word. S P I N O Z A. <laughs> However you say that word, that that was his god. And I guess a lot of people believe that he was like atheist and he didn't believe in any god. And that would make sense that if you're heavily in alchemy and the occult." it's going to seem like you don't really believe in God or you believe in something very strange. And since he was openly like, it's a wide known that they, that his religious beliefs, like if that's the second thing on your Wikipedia, 
Meaning that that's very much talked about his religious status with also that other people would talk about like, you know, that maybe he was a fraud and such of that nature. But I like the idea of you saying that he's really a, chem, uh, uh, you know, into alchemy and maybe he was an apprentice. You know what I mean? Maybe he was not even as far deep as, you know, you know, he's doing his work. I'm not saying he's not deep, but I mean, he's getting his ideas, not only maybe from an entity, but for like, you know, he has a master or somebody that's teaching him. Yeah, I like a lot of those ideas, Sean, um, for sure. And you were just talking about his belief system. He also believed that we lived in a stationary system. So his idea was that everything revolved around the earth. So the entire universe revolved around the earth. So he did believe in a globe system. He did, but he believed that it was stationary and everything revolved around it until some other guys came along later and were like, no, everything's moving. And they, he kind of butted heads with some of those guys, but it was interesting that he had a different spectrum, even on the earth than what later on came around when these evolutionary theories of Darwin and everything else. And when he was supposed to be so revolutionary and such a, um, a new way of thinking, like a new age thinker. That's how they paint the portrait of him when we look back into the past. Mm -hmm. No, no, for sure, man. So uh, again, it's just a little bit to talk about Einstein. I just wanted to get that out front because we're talking about the actual basis of nuclear fission and what Einstein came up with from Helena Blavatsky's book, Straight Up Occult. This is where this nuclear technology came from. And I think that as we dig today, we're going to find out that nuclear technology is far vastly superior than what, even what they're telling us it is. And I think, especially talking about Falconelli and what he thought about nuclear fission, he had a completely different view too because he was looking at it from an alchemical lens. He wasn't talking about what every, all these other scientists were talking about. He was talking about from an ancient mind of what had happened on Earth and pre-Earth before that he knew that the capabilities were there and somehow some people were getting access to that technology, not the technology that they're telling us now. Yeah, like it's a, like we kind of talk about how aliens and angels are like the same thing. It's uh, kind of in that realm, right? Like it's something powerful it's not necessarily something of this earth or of our usual substance of materials that we build. You know what I mean? Like it's more created. Like when we talk about homunculus, shout out to Juan. <laughs> uh, uh, homunculus shout out is to you uh, for shouting out Juan. You know what? I'm going to shout out you for shouting out Juan for shouting me out. That I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I think that it's definitely uh, not exactly of this world. It's more of this say magic or will you ether. per se yeah ether or you know what i mean like just that makes a lot of sense to me it's not saying it is but there is that possibility of that hidden realm of it right and i think when we dig in today we're going to see more of that but i do want to swing over to world war ii we're going to talk about japan we're going to talk about hiroshima nagasaki we're going to talk about what was going on to lead up to these bombs being dropped what could be fake, what isn't fake. We're going to talk about what we think about it. Um, so back to these deep-rooted conspiracy theorists from like 08 to 2012 when they were like, 
Jews, 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 Jews. It's always the Jews. Kind of what we're back on now for the past two years. We're seeing that swing back in a new circle of it's always the Jews. And man, I, I find it fascinating that people can think that way considering there are elites in every spectrum of life. It's not one, it's not one direct type of people that's running the world that's stupid that's dumb it's there's never way been too many cultures there's too many and especially when you're a smaller percentage of you know what i mean why would you think that that like maybe if you're like hey there's 60 percent of this nationality or culture then i'd be like okay i would be more able to believe you man but when you throw these titles but it's funny because all of this it's almost like that they had their own cast sunstein or other propagandas well they had edward benes and if you notice back then, because we only know what he talked about propaganda, we don't know who he all consulted with. This whole like it was the Jews' fault spun from World War II. You know what I mean? That 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 really put it out in the forefront. That's when you started hearing about the Rothschilds, and you started hearing like they're the ones that rule everything. And then then there's the other ones where people are like uh, Hitler was a Rothschild. So, like you know you could go crazy. I'm not saying it's that that's not it, it could be believable, but what I'm saying is that that one speck. Is controlling everything. That doesn't make sense. That's like saying transgenders rule the world. Right. And (laughs) just to give, get, let me get on this a little bit for a minute. They're Kazarians. I'm tired. So tired. If I make a post, these people come in like, yeah, you're with that stupid propaganda trying to say it's not the Jews because it's the Jews because you just, you're, you're a Jew lover. First off, I love everybody. I don't think it's one particular race of people or whatever but it is a fact that the Kazarian mafia the Kazarians come out of the area that these Rothschilds and everybody else came from and it makes sense that they would infiltrate something to disguise themselves as that said thing to get you mad to think it's that said group of people it's simple it's such so simple Sean that people can't see it They just want to hate somebody, and that's the problem. They have to have a finger to point to hate, while the other finger is pointing at an idol they have to worship. That is what people's lives are consumed with right now, and I'm not going to fall for it. But as I'm digging through this, this site, this massive forum, there was a lot of anti-Jew rhetoric and that's what it was built on. And to me, in my head, when I was reading it, like, and there's some really good info here. But this would turn a lot of people off from this good info that's being talked about because it's been infiltrated. It's the Cass Sunstein effect. It's cognitive infiltrating. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, it's the more as I was reading through it, that's what hit me. So, you know, they're talking about the Japanese new elite. They're, they're saying they're the commercial industrial elite. They're displacing the samurai style elite or the old elite, which that could happen. We know about that all the time. I, I, I'm just like you. I think in, these, in this elite world that we call the elite world, man, there's factions all through there and they don't get along that great either. Now, there may be these guys at the top that keep it together for this you know new world order whatever they want to build but man they don't get along it's just like it's just like these rappers man that get into it right they'll be friends one day and the next day you're dropping a beef track on each other it happens because people get jealous people are still human but this is what they're talking about 
is these two factions. You've got the new Japanese elite and they're taking over the samurai style elite. And they're saying that they gave the clearance to the U.S. to go along with the 1945 atom bomb fraud in exchange for immunity from a Nuremberg style trial. So this is, and this is where it gets crazy. Of course, neither Japanese victims nor Japanese uh, as victims were Jewish. So they had to add that in there. And it's like, okay, it kind of made sense with the new elites taking out the old elites. And maybe they made some sort of deal with the U S about how that they were going to present this atom bomb. I don't think it's a fraud, not all the way. I think maybe the way it was presented, but I don't think it was a, a, a fraud as far as people dying. And we're going to get to that because this well, is the whole point of like them saying that like they were in cahoots and like, hey, let's all pretend like this happened. All I could say is wrong, wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> dead wrong, bro. Like there's no way because again, I've said this a lot of times too, to actually, first of all, if you go to the occultic angle, they want those sacrifices. They have to. Like, that's like a, a huge thing in what they're doing. That's part of the point. You know what I mean? Second, to make it look real, you have to have real people die. Now, they, they may not die the way they say that right. they did. I'm agreeing with you on that. And from my perspective, I really went down this guy, um, the rabbit hole of his name is, let me get it real quick, Ward Oh, Ward. Well, not not that Ward. Ward Wilson. <laughs> and he had wrote a book that's called like the five uh, uh, myths of uh, uh, the atomic bomb. And he speaks about this. And he said the reason why they didn't, he said, already we had them in the air. They were done in the air. There was not much they could do. And they were already planning to surrender because they had found out that the Russians were teaming up with Americans in November 1st. And that was going to change everything that was going to put into the perspective of like, we can't beat them. There's too much. And remember, Japan is a small country. This is and Germany is a small country too. They were just had their military and people were not doing anything, but it's almost like they were, that's so my belief about that is things were let happen as far as nobody stopped them right away, but nobody let them drop this bomb. The reason they dropped it, because they knew that they were going to surrender, but they hadn't surrendered. Now, there's debate. Some people believe that they did surrender beforehand, you know, but I, from what I read, it's more that they surrendered at, like they were about to surrender. They knew they were surrendered. They knew they were done. And the reason they hadn't done it already was because the culture, they had still old people. They're very proud death before dishonor. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's how their mindset was. So it was easier to be like after the bomb like oh well they came up with this crazy you know what i'm saying like imagine you're playing a three-on-three pickup game and then you're like playing these guys and you're just beating these scrubs and all suddenly like lebron james and carmelo anthony become <laughs> on their team like you're gonna be like yeah we're we're gonna get smoked bro but you're yeah. gonna feel better about it right you're gonna be like yeah i lost but it was carmelo anthony and lebron james now if it was those three scrubs i like that were playing in boots and they you know what i mean and they schooled you you're gonna feel dumb so with the foot soldiers, they didn't really want to look weak, but with that bomb, it looked like, man, they had this magical. And, and now that you're putting this occult angle, because I wasn't really going that down that part, but it makes it make more sense actually to me because they're like, what the hell just happened? Like, you know what I mean? It was more than just a bomb. So maybe it was some kind of alchemical, I don't know, spell or potion. I don't know exactly what, you know, alchemy does completely. I mean, we've, read about some stuff, but it could create anything. Yeah. And 
back to the, what the conspiracy people are saying, right? They said that this was the nuclear bombs at the Manhattan Project were intended for Germany, but they're saying that they were fake, so they wouldn't have worked. So they went in cahoots with Japan to pull this off. And they said because Japan after war had censorship, remoteness, and language barrier, then nobody would know about it. But that's just impossible. And I'm going to tell you why that that's impossible. Because it's estimated that around 140,000 of Hiroshima's population of 350,000 were killed in the bombing. We know that for a fact. And 74,000 people died in Nagasaki. Listen, again, this is back to that 9-11 thing where all these people died. We know people who had family members that died, but you've got these either controlled op, three-letter agencies, or just useful idiots that are behind the scenes that are saying that nobody died. It's the same concept. It just, you don't fake something on that magnitude, not like that. You may fake what it is, but you're not faking the death. It's more of a misdirection than it is a complete fabrication. And I understand where some of the fakes the talk comes from because like there is like evidence to prove that like you said it's not what they like you know the bad testing uh that six two months before that everything you know 60 percent of the uh, uh funding was taken away uh, a vast amounts of people were taken off the project and if you are gonna lie about a project you're probably gonna get rid of a lot of people because the less people you have the more likely that the lie you know stands up not only that to be in in that same time frame, Oppenheimer had pretty much stated that the bomb was shit, that it was a going nowhere, that like they couldn't figure out. And then they had this last second, three, two, one, the at the shot clock, Michael Jordan hit that three pointer and they figured out, oh, E equals MC square. And we just did it. So that I, I give credence Absolutely. to why they think that. And it goes back to what we always say. The lack of transparency and the manipulation of propaganda and lies is the reason why people do jump to these crazy conclusions. And I think they push them in the direction of this, like we talk about with Kat Sunstein, so that people like me and you and other people, not just me and you, but anybody that's really trying to figure out what went on, it throws you off. Because now people are so consumed because they're like, no, it's fake. And you're like, no, it's not that it's fake. It, it may be a fake in the sense of misdirection. Yeah, misdirection. It's not nuclear, possibly, right? It's I'm with you on the nuclear. It's something, though. It's something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, here's the best part, and we know how the government tries to hide anything that has to do with the paranormal, spiritual, that realm, anything that you would consider magic, they hide that because they want us to be dumbed down again. We always say they don't want us connected to God. So they're going to do everything they can to keep us away from that. So if this is something that has to do with the occult or the supernatural or just a combination of the two, right? Anything alchemical, they're not going to tell you that. They're going to give you a scientific basic answer. It's like they do with evolution. They give you evolution to get you away from God. So it's the same concept. I think that's what happened here is that you've got something that's going on that's super powerful that we know throughout history, ancient texts, that there have been powerful, powerful things that can cause massive craters in the earth and massive explosions. Hell, they talk about there wasn't any craters in Nagasaki or Hiroshima like that, and this explosion was in the air. 
It could have been, but it's not what you think it is. It's not that nuclear bomb that they're telling you that it is, but it's something else that could disintegrate. You don't know. Like, that's where people aren't thinking outside of the box. They they refuse to because they have to live in these parameters where they're not looking at it from a, a massively panoramic view. You have to, if you're going to try to catch up with these elites... You're going to have to start thinking like them. You're going to have to start thinking about it in a spiritual aspect or you're not going to catch up. And then you have people like uh, the video I showed you earlier that this is why it makes sense. Like Gallon Windsor and he, he ate plutonium <laughs> like he drank it. <laughs> I know. And, and he was a part of like making a lot of the nuclear reactors around the, the, the whole United States, not around the world, but the United States. And he was like, we were swimming in that shit. Like, it was no problem, man. We had no issue. So what we're saying is, is radiation what they say it is? Now, if it's alchemical, maybe it just goes back because a lot of the whole alchemical ingredients are usually ingredients from the earth, nature, natural things, uh, you know, humans, uh, animals, uh, herbs, like, you know, things from the earth. So maybe that's why there's not really this radiation. Is radiation not exactly what they say? But it's a double-edged sword. Well, it's actually more than that. It's it's such a great weapon because you're like, okay, we don't want you to know about the alchemical part. We're going to hide that from you. But at the same time, we get to use this as a leverage to be the most powerful section in the world. Plus, we get to scare our people and use fear tactics and say hey just hide under your desk like that was how they told people to like hide from a nuclear blast hey just hide under your desk and we know now like that bombing was it beirut right that blew up a couple years ago um yeah. off the port that looked like a mushroom I, I was under the impression growing up that a nuclear blast was the only bomb that could create this mushroom cloud right that was like the the at least in the sphere of things nobody ever explained it Maybe it maybe it was never that, but that's what it seemed like in the mainstream sphere of everything. And when we saw that blast, we saw how it went. Whew. And that's what I believe more what was dropped, in my opinion. Because the crater, they said, was what, uh, like five feet deep and uh, uh, 30 feet wide. And then I'm thinking like, well, okay, if it blew up in the air... Why would it have a mark in the middle? Like, but then I was reading some stuff and hearing a couple podcasts where they were talking about they had it on this hundred foot platform that they detonated it on. And I'm like, what? Like, it's just strange, man. It's something like, because first of all, I was like, how would they drop it from the plane, right? Without it, like, this is a new technology. It's not something you, you may have tested some of it, but there is even a lot of proof that the tests were bullshit, that they were like, yeah, this didn't, you know how usually when you do a test, you, you, you're like, hey, this new game. Oh, perfect example. When you guys did the Shape of Shadows, right? You guys, hey, you did a screening. Hey, you know what? We should change this. We should add this. That's what most people do. That's how our how technology works. <laughs> they didn't do that. They said, oh, no, the test just was wrong. It wasn't that we didn't finish it, right? The tests were wrong. Let's just scrap it. And they went forward. I just think that it's bogus on what they did. Now, the whole nuclear, can it be now? I don't know. But for sure, in my opinion, 100%. It was not a nuclear bomb, but it was some kind of, and I'm liking this idea. I didn't think of this, but when you were starting to say I, this alchemical bomb, that makes a lot of more sense to me. Yeah. And to the point of what they did at Hiroshima and Tokyo and a lot of these places before these two nukes were dropped, 
there was uh, firebombing that went on. And people don't talk about that enough, what happened in Tokyo, where they were dropping so many bombs on Tokyo that they were saying it was balls of fire. 100,000 people died in Japan that wasn't nuclear. These were bombs we knew about that they came and dropped. And check this out, Sean. According to a report from the CIA, studies and intelligence on their website, when they dropped leaflets at these cities to warn the people before they dropped the firebombs so they would leave, how many cities do you think they dropped them on? 33! 33 cities! Check this out. After Tokyo was bombed and 100,000 people died, you know how many photos were released? 33 photos were released of the Tokyo bombing. We're at it again. And you're going to tell me that this isn't a cult? That this isn't alchemical? That this isn't the paranormal? This isn't the spiritual realm? Fuck out of here. No, and there was a lot of people uh, uh, after the Hiroshima in the Japanese government that were calling bullshit. They disbelieved that the United States had the techni- the technology they claimed to have. They are, they called bullshit a lot of people. And they they were more talking about like it says when news of of uh Nagasaki bombing reached Tokyo, they proceeded to say that uh it was a slight like yeah, it caused some damage. It was it was it was slightly bad. Like it wasn't like devastating. And and I get that there's this point that people like to make like oh well they have propaganda too i get that i'm not saying they don't but when everybody is kind of like in the middle of a war and they're disagree they're like there's no way when you're saying you have this super crazy weapon that's gonna just like disintegrate everything like the way that they've talked about nukes my whole life is like bro if we get it that's what the whole cold war was about they were like, man, if they drop a nuke, you don't understand. It's going to obliterate everything. And then people were lived through it. You know, people were still there. And then it's like, it's not exactly what you described to us. We we're seeing this whole different picture. And like I was telling you earlier, before we got onto the podcast, I thought it was strange that as a government, we always keep everything secret. We always keep like there's stealth planes, there's certain military vehicles, things we don't want to get out. But we wanted these videos to get out and we needed not only the world to see them, we needed the American people to see them. One, for the American people to back them up. But I think they also knew that it would be in their back pocket because right after World War II, you know, in the in between uh, the, the Korean War and Vietnam, we had the Cold War coming up, creeping up on us. So they had that in their back pocket to where they were like, yeah, you know, we got to be careful because, you know, they got nukes too. And then, of course, the way they got nukes was some a spy conveniently named Klaus he's the one that supposedly stole all the stuff and was like hey man here's the here's how to make it you know even though america's grit and their like ingenuity is the reason why it happened you know like the last second like it's like they were like yeah dude i just had it and i pushed the blue wire to the white wire like it's like only we were supposed to know so i'm like okay you had all these notes and then they were taken it's just a very strange trail that they take us. And I think a lot of it's bullshit. And I totally agree with you. And to talk about Klaus Fuchs and Theodore Hall, because they were two of the top 
spies, but there was a ring of spies operating within the Manhattan Project that kept Stalin informed of the American progress. So when President Truman informed Stalin of the weapon, he said he was surprised how calm Stalin reacted to the news. And he said that maybe I need to repeat it again to Stalin, but then come to find out when our own three letters started digging around, they're like, oh, there's all these ring of spies in here, which part of me thinks that maybe they knew that. Maybe they wanted those ring of spies in there to report to Stalin to let him know, hey, they're getting close. So then it felt more real. Then it felt real. Hey, here's the other part of it that nobody's talking about. If we're going to talk occult, we're talking about secret societies. Some of these ring of spies, some of the guys in the Manhattan Project could have all been a part of the secret society and not operating within the sphere of the actual governments. They're working in their own sphere that they're connecting their own dots here. We're not talking about governments fighting each other more. We're talking about world domination and how they get to that point, that finish line. Well, think about this as well. Like I was telling you that two months before this whole Trinity Project and the actual bombing, they they cut a bunch of people. And how about they thought at one point that like we could make this right out of this. Like they thought the idea, it didn't work. It fell flat on their face. And then they pulled out chemical car and they go, all right, we're going to have to take this a cold. I mean, you, I'm sure they divvy and do both, right? Like if someone comes up to them and be like, hey, I can make a nuclear bomb. They're like, all right, let's try it. And when they failed, that's why they got rid of, to your point, the people that stayed were people that were loyal to the occult. People that were like, hey, this is, you know what I mean? And everybody that they got rid of was like, hey, we don't know you, man. You're, you're, you will rat us out. You know what I mean? You, you'll get the, the, get the fake stuff out. And then who knows how far the code goes? And we know it goes deep. So that may not really be spies. They may be called spies. So it can look to the sphere of the public that, oh, look, man, now they got nukes, right? But it's all part of the plan because now that these strategic people have nukes and it's become their identity, they can use it as fear, not only for their citizens, but through other citizens. And the whole group can now work together and they can manage the world in a different aspect because it changed how they manage the world now. Because you could be like, hey, 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 we don't have to go to war and kill people all the time. We'll strategically go to certain wars but instead of us big boys always fighting each other and trying to fear monger we'll just say hey they got nukes they did it right already with ukraine when this whole ukraine thing popped off they're like oh no he might use a dirty bomb oh no no he, the uh, tactical nukes are in play they, it, i think it's something that they've came up this scheme a while ago whether occultic or not but people on this grand scale were like hey man this is a good trick like this shit works. Yeah, I know for sure. And to the point of what some of these guys who say that nuclear bombs are fake, some guys have done some pretty intense research on how some of this stuff wouldn't work, especially like the videos taken of it. You know, they talk about the flash. Um, some films intended as informational for scare purposes show a brilliant flash. So if you're watching the film, you're going to see that flash and then that explosion. Well, they're saying if it's still contained in some sort of shell, it wouldn't be visible. They said it's a problem with H-bombs that a fusion is triggered after fission. Some films of H-bomb tests actually show a double flash, the two flashes being separated by a dark frame of film, so it's actually being spliced together, so you can tell that the film spliced, so they're actually creating the flash to make it look like that that's the bomb that's doing it because it doesn't really occur on this film that way. People that understand film understand that it couldn't operate that way. 
I agree. I don't disagree with a lot of this stuff these guys have done on research. That's what I was going to say. We should give them a little, like, I want people to know, too, like, we're not trying to rail against anybody that believes it's fake or not. I get it. Everybody has their own thoughts on it. And I understand why someone would think a lot of that. Like, because some of the points we're bringing up, like you're saying the videos, like some of those videos, like even they showed it on Joe Rogan, where it's obviously spliced because there's a car, then there's not a car, like instantly. like, And then the way they strategically had the people, you know, huddling around, holding hands, looking fearful. It was definitely a propaganda piece. So I can understand why it pushes people in that direction. And I think some people, uh, at least that make, podcasts or youtube videos and stuff i think they also put new cokes and and fake but not either for a headline grabber or that they they don't mean that it's fake in like they're they're more what we're talking about that it's a real aspect but what they're telling us is bullcrap yeah and i think again when you're digging in these forums these deep forums where there's a lot of information there's some good stuff and it's, it's kind of like what i always said with QAnon right? It's 65% truth, 35% fake, but that 35% stuff that's fake derails the whole thing because now the stuff that's fake, it makes, turns people off to trying to look at the truth. People like you and me are like, uh, we're at least open-minded enough to go into it and be like, okay, let me pick it apart, right? Let me see what I like. One of them, here's a good one. They talk about the heat. So this is one of the things that they say about nuclear bombs and heat that I don't agree with. So whereas I like the flash part, I don't really agree with this part, but they're also looking at it from a scientific angle and we're going a little bit further. It says that the heat would be suppressed in an effect like that, but they're saying the whole point of the fission is to create heat so much that it would cause things to melt and burn and these temperatures go to a million degrees and they're like, well, the problem with that is what kind of equipment could measure it it wouldn't exist anymore. Well, technology you know about, that's the difference. That's the part I'm talking about. Yeah, technology that you know about couldn't measure that. But what do you know that they have? You don't know. That's that part that we keep talking about. And we're going to talk about heat now. They always bring up like classified desert sand doesn't exist. And, and you know, the, 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 the tiles didn't get melted in Hiroshima. And it's like, Okay, but we can go through history and all the way back and start looking at things like what I talk about a lot. Be honest. Single projectile charged with the power of the universe. We know in ancient text of the Mahabharata that these vehicles existed. They tell you how to build them. They said they, they held nuclear power, but it's power that was how was it charged? It was charged by mantras and chakras and using a power that was connected to something supernatural. This has been talked about throughout history, Sean. So, yes, it, they, they could. These battles happened in the desert. It glassified these sand. These glass shards were found around the neck of King Tut in his tomb. They found this necklace that was built with this glass that they didn't understand how that heat could cause that. And it did. And we know that on some of these nuclear sites, that glass is found. It's found. So how is that happening then if the nukes don't exist in some format, Sean? It has to. And you, we were just talking about the Vimanas. Well, we could even go more alchemical and we could talk about the chakra weapons, the mantra chakra weapons, where they use keywords or mantras to be uttered 
the Earth's composition would literally change and heat waves and massive rays would release into the air. At sudden, check this out now, a cloud of rays and heat will concentrate and form a thick layer on top of the Earth's atmosphere. And then the layers of heat and rays would then cascade down to the Earth, resulting in a massive destruction. So even the fallen angel, Armoros, was the teacher of enchantments. He taught how to cut these mantras on and off. So we're back at it. We're with the fallen angels. We're with this technology that's being given to these governments or these societies behind the scenes that are deep state running these governments. It makes sense. The cloud, it literally talks about the cloud. And this is ancient, ancient Indian Hindu texts that are talking about this. And let me give you an assist real quick, right? The word nuclear comes from nucleus. And in anatomy, that's a discrete mass of gray matter in the central nervous system. It comes from the body, the chakra, the same, the same yes. whole pyramid. Like it's this, so that word is not like we've, not just us, plenty of people throughout history have talked about the meaning of words and the importance and how they change things. So what does nuclear really mean? If it's the nucleus and it has like obviously different sections when you go to physics and biology, but it's a, it's basically like, look, uh, in biology, it's a dense, uh, bunch of cells, typically a single rounded structure. So to me, when you said chakra, I thought of the chakra, the nervous systems, the cells, everything that's bound together. And that's probably what it is, man. Then protons and neutrons. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the build. It's called the atom bomb. The atoms is what makes it like. Why is it all these things that supposedly make up the world and make up human beings matter Adam, and protons and atoms? Adam, like, the first Adam, man. Eve? Like, yep. No, no. I, I It's all connected, Sean, in that, in that spiritual realm it is. And that immediately made me think, because I had been doing a lot of research on old earth, and through that research, it started talking about nuclear type of weapons in these Vimanas and then chakra weapons and how a lot of this destruction happened on, you know, pre-Earths before Adam. And I'm like, man, this makes sense that they're using this. But what did they do? They hide it behind saying, oh, man, it's plutonium, man. What you talking about? Uranium, man. It's it's it. This is what it is when it's actually not. Hey, what if E equals MC squared means something completely different? than what they're telling us, especially if Einstein derived it from said book from Helena Blavatsky. Well, you made me see the 33. Now, I can't stop seeing the M as a 33. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a seared in my head now. I'm like, it, you know that they sneak all this stuff in. And again, I don't know. I believe that there's a lot of truth into this stuff. What I'm saying is like, but again, if you don't, you don't have to. They do believe in that. And if you... One thing that is science, and I've talked about this before, the hundred monkey theory. Why wouldn't it work with al al alchemy or, or any occultic thing, whether it's these entities or if it's people manifesting it, it's the same, no difference, whatever you want to call it. It's the same difference. And you're, you're saying, oh, it's bogus. It's just, it's nothing, man. Like, no, they're connected for a reason. And there's a reason why all these people are in these positions. And I'm with you. I think that it's all ready been done these are like for instance we know the power of the sun can the sun melt so i used to burn ants with a magnifying glass why couldn't we melt cities with a giant a magnifying glass we could 
There's a and if lot. we harness that energy, and that's just a basic, that's just basic, basic level. Not even going into like what you were saying, like creating like the whole body. And then it could go what we talked about a lot of times, and many people, and and shout out to Flatters because they believe that we're uh, have more to the uh, the world. You know what I mean? That we're important. That we have more powers. They they kind of believe that we've lost our way. Well, maybe that's part of it, right? We could create these things from our own bodies, our own systems. And and it, it just connected weird to me because I never, I was just doing that as we're looking and I was like, what does nuclear mean? And it just says it comes from nucleus and nucleus is like everything put together. And it's like, that's the body. And that's what you're talking about. Harnessing the energy of the human soul, maybe, or whatever else, the chakras or whatever we want to call it. That's what's actually powerful more powerful than anything and the thought and putting it in. Like if we talk about manifesting or making things or fake it till you make it, why wouldn't it be the same thing of an uh, uh, alchemist building an H bomb, right? This is just a, a, a new way of destruction. Again, Focanelli was a part of trying to stop it. And he's one of the greatest alchemists that we know as much as we know if he's exists, nobody's ever seen him, but as much as we know of him existing, he was involved also with nuclear fission in some way. So you got to look at that, man. And, you know, it, as you keep digging, though, it, get, it gets weirder and weirder, Sean. You talk about the uh, bikini idol nuclear testing. This was after World War II. So now it's starting to amp up. Now you drop these two bombs by, in my opinion, some sort of magical, alchemical or occult version of what they did. But now they want to now they want a place to test it. You know what I mean? Now you want to expand or trick people into saying that you're testing somewhere because you really want to go to this place for other reasons. And I want to talk about that with Bikini Adel and these Marshall Islands. It's a coral reef there. There's a bunch of islands over there. And apparently, according now, this is according to mainstream reports, there was 24 nuclear weapons by the United States between 1947 or sorry, 1946 and 1958 that were tested there. There were seven sites um, and they said they yielded like 42.2 power of TNT, explosive power of TNT. So these were these were major major bombs that they were testing on these islands but to get access to these islands they had to get rid of the natives so they went to the residents and they told them like look y'all gotta leave where do you want to go so king judah who was ruling over the 11 family heads there says he chooses rongerick which rongerick was one rongerick adult was one of the Islands, and they ended up changing it to Keeley Island, which more, more people probably know it by Keeley Island now than they would Rongerick. So they send them to Rongerick. They do all this testing. I think it was like three years they did this testing, and then they said, you know, they could they could come back, and they brought them back. And I'm sorry, the testing was a lot longer than that. It was wow, like 30 years, but when they brought them back, they were there for three years, and during that time. They said a few, one boy in particular got cancer. Then they all banned him from the island again, which I thought was odd. You kept him off the island for like, it says what, 1947 to 91. 
they were they were doing a lot of this testing there. So you've got all this testing going on for a long period of time. They bring them back for a minute just because they promised them. That was the trick, right? Hey, we're going to bring you guys back. Bring them back. This boy gets cancer. Like, oh, it's this radiation, man. It's still here. Y'all got to go somewhere else. They kick them off because Bikini Atoll was the biggest island of all the islands in the Marshall Islands. Kick them out. They're never, nobody can go there, Sean. Nobody can live there. But what was found there, this is just, this is just what was released in the mainstream. That's it. Was giant clams that were supposedly growing from massive radiation in the water. They said they were just like, just massive, man. And they, they would go underwater and like, man, what is going on here? And this is from the divers. There are divers that are allowed to go there to this day. So you can dive. You're just not allowed to live on the island. So they're finding these massive giant clams. Made me start thinking about the Solomon Islands. What do we know about the Solomon Islands that goes on there? We know UFOs come out of the caves. We know there's tons of UFO activity. And Nephilim! Nephilim are on the Solomon Islands! So wouldn't it make sense if they want people off of these islands to connect to or have bases with something underground? Because oddly enough, it seems like all of these islands around the world have underground cave structures that go deep. And we know that you and I are very big proponents on Hollow Earth. We know that there's underground caves and stuff for days so why wouldn't there be something in that realm of thought on these islands that they want to keep people away from so they have full access to it and to even just basic level test things that they don't want you to see like what we would consider ufos are craft that we create as well maybe even in conjunction with fallen angels and in the 50s like in the matinees what was the huge movies? It was like the radioactive spiders or like the ants, uh, radioactive, blah, blah, blah. And then that has been a theme throughout uh, the toxic Avengers. I mean, Godzilla, <laughs> that came from a, oh, he was around uh, radiation and this whole propaganda of radiation, which is ironic. And uh, I may be a dumbass. Someone probably going to be like, you're an idiot, but why is radiation? You're like, Hey, the boy has cancer. I'm like, well, don't they use radiation to cure cancer? Like, like, right, <laughs> right. And the thing was, they reported a lot of people having issues, but it was like, hey, this is linked to this, or this leukemia, this thyroid cancer is linked to this, where it was really like one boy that had like a really big thing that happened that set it all off. Because they'll say that if you look it up on like Wikipedia, you'll be like health impacts, and it'll say all these different things nausea vomiting these mild radiation sicknesses well i'm like well what else was going on there though that caused this because i'm like you i'm very skeptical of what they tell us is radiation i'm not saying radiation doesn't exist but what really is it it it's just a big big bad boogeyman that it's they a create. word to me that's all it is and then they they slap it on whatever they want us to fear because if i go back to a lot of the cancer stuff like in my opinion it's from plastics. Like plastic is one of the most dangerous things. And that's from like 1907 or like 1910, whenever Think about it all the came. microplastics. We yeah. Eat. 
Yeah, I like that meme you put up. Everybody has a little Barbie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Microplastics. Because <laughs> of micro. <laughs> that was a good one. That would crack me up. Yeah, but I think that Bikini Idol, I think there's some major things still going on there today. They wanted these people off the island. I, oddly enough, it's always some indigenous people whose families have lived there for hundreds of years who probably know what's going on or have contact with whatever's there. And they claim it's strategical. Like they claim it's because, and it's like, so you just got to put like weapons everywhere all over the, which I don't still don't understand why we're as even a country as Americans, we're like, yeah, it's totally to be sensible. You got to have, because if we don't put missiles there and someone else is to put missiles, like I just never liked that argument in the beginning. I think that's always been a bogus argument. I'm with you. I think there's something else to these islands because we know, I mean, when we talked about that modern giants episode, you talked about it earlier. You know what I'm saying? These islands were so important and there's so much things over there. Not only if you take out the fantastical, there's a group of people that have never experienced anything of the Western world or what modern society is. So you can do multitudes of tests or change things. But I'm under the belief that there's something there locked there. Just the same reason why we went to Afghanistan and Iraq. There's things that are special that are hidden in this world. Whether it be Nephilim, whether it be an entity, whether it be some kind of artifact, artifact or, or new, new, like component, like of like material or something like, like, like a better oil or some kind of like mineral, you know what I mean? We don't know, but there's something there for sure. And probably a multitude of not just one thing because them kicking everybody off the island, that tells me that they want that whole island. Not just like, hey, we're drilling for oil here or hey, we want this minerals because they could utilize those people to do stuff of that nature. That's where I'm kind of like, mm, got to kind of push that off to the side. I think it's more, I think it's something's there. Like, because I do think that there's fallen angels. Again, this is just my opinion. I'm sure you kind of like agree with this a little bit that they're like trapped everywhere, like in these certain locations. And it would make sense in this past hundred years when we're having these huge wars that they're going to these strategical places to either unlock them or unlock their weapons or whatever it may be. But it has to do with the fallen angels. Yeah, I do too. I, I think the Nephilim are involved as well. I think you were talking about giants and underground. I, when I heard giant clams, I'm like, was it radiation or were they already there? Did the people of Bikini Atoll, the natives, know about this stuff? They obviously would, and they wouldn't think anything about it. They grew up with it. It would be a different environment. It's like the people in the Solomon Islands, man. They knew about giants. They had packs. Uh, we talked about Luddy McCode earlier. They had a pact with him. like He protected their treaty that they had. So they may have had a similar treaty, very much like Native Americans had here in the States with certain groups of giants as well. We know about that. So that could definitely happen over there. But again, we don't know. We're just speculating. But the giant clam thing had me thinking, what else is giant on these islands? What could be there? Because And I have a voicemail of one of the natives. There's a giant on the beach. There's a giant on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah, dog. Booyah, dog. No, I'm with you. I think that's if there's going to be, especially when we're talking about like those gigantic, like uh, I was listening a little bit of your ginger stance where you guys were talking about Goliath. And I didn't even realize somebody thinks that they're he's only six feet. I didn't realize that was even a thing. I always thought of him in the nine, 10 foot range, maybe 12. Right. And then we, me and you like go back and forth on the 40 foot. But if there is going to be, 
a 40 foot giant, it would probably be somewhere on an island that I have no, that there's no way I can ever see that. Like, you know what I mean? That, and if they want to be away from us, a Nephilim, maybe not. And we don't know what these Nephilim think of. Like, right. We don't know if they've gotten free will at some point. We don't know if they're good, bad, or they can, or they're, for all we know, what if they're activated? I, I like the whole idea of the um, Hellboy, like, you know, part two with the Golden Army. Like, what if it's something like that? Like, you activate it. You know hey, what I mean? You, oh. We know from WikiLeaks, from Hillary Clinton's email, where it was the tomb of Gilgamesh and the dead Nephilim they were trying to resurrect. She used those terms. So I think there's some of that, too. I think you've got Nephilim that are on this earth in some capacity whether it's under the earth or interdimensionally, you got that going on fallen angels. Absolutely. And I'm sure they're trying to get their brothers and maybe sisters out of these lockdowns that they've been in. We know about the Euphrates river. Hell we've heard the chains and the screams coming out from underneath the caves of the Euphrates river. So there's weird stuff going on there. So what else could be going on? I always look at the occult aspect because I know that they don't tell us anything. This science part is always a cover up. For this occult part it just is like i'm not saying science doesn't exist yes it does and there are good scientists out there that care about people that want to do the right thing we do we actually do know one so we do know that that exists but when you get to these levels of where the government's at and these secret societies behind the governments because hell the governments don't even know what's going on half the time they think it's just science or they think it's aliens or something that they can grasp their mind around they're not looking at it from this deeper aspect but i will say this just like petty said you know back on that shadow band syndicate episode about the higher up that you get into science the more that they admit that there's some sort of design that's been created by something supernatural so it's funny on the surface or at least the lower level scientists and even those scientists just on the surface will push this evolutionary narrative or they'll push that there's no god but when you go up and you start talking to these guys like face to face or or when they get into certain discussions they're like yeah man this is this is a supernatural design that put all this together and i think that that's kind of how it is behind the scenes with the governments. You got these elites, you got these secret societies. They understand how the earth has been created. They understand dimensionally what's going on through different dimensions and parallel universes, all these other things. The government is only privy to the knowledge that they're given. So they're, they're just as in the dark as we are. They may have access to said aliens, right? Like we always talk about. But they might be fallen angels or meat sacks or whatever else, but they might not even know that. They might just know on the surface what they think this is. And I think that's how it is across the world when it comes to governments. I think a lot of them are idiots, to be honest with you. And I agree. And we saw a lot of this happen throughout in the last 10 years. When you see this progressive uh, transgender movement, this Traumans, uh Maoist movement, whatever you want to call it the colleges were able to make people believe something that they never learned before. They were like, yeah, there is, there is 86 genders. There is all these extra genders because blah, 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 blah. Because they felt that. And I think this happens to, uh, maybe you could attest this people that are even getting to the secret societies. Even if you get to that upper echelons, right? That still doesn't mean that you're at the top. 
Like just because you become a 33 degree Mason doesn't mean, oh, I got, oh, man, I just wanted to blow up Tokyo today. Like that's not how it works. You still have to be somebody. It's not just about getting that 33 degree or whatever it is in each secret society. You have to get to that to get into there. Then you have to work your way up. And if you're not a bloodline, if you're not like just like anything, like in college, if you're not, nepotism is everywhere. And if you don't think it's in secret society, it definitely is. So I think that's a faction that people forget about too. Bones. Yeah, for sure. That's nepotism at its fullest. And you were talking about, you know, just, just to throw this little bone out there, 33 degrees, you know, it said when you get to the 33rd degree, there's another test. If you pass that test, you go into the next levels where you can get to 360 degrees. So there's, there's never an end to it, right? There's always another secret society with another set of knowledges, another set of doors you need to walk through. You don't ever arrive, right? It, it, it's how that's built um, to keep you constantly learning because the thing is people that get in those secret societies and i can t i can attest to this being one of those people it is this seek knowledge it's not just about the power and the fame and all that stuff that's just a byproduct of you achieving these knowledges no one else has and they it's found out that you needed the right that they knew that like certain people will want these knowledges. So then it becomes the carrot and the stick. So they put yeah. that and dangle it and you become a cog in their machine. Like it doesn't Absolutely. even mean like, and it doesn't even mean you're being fooled. You're, you're trying to achieve something just like anybody that's trying to achieve something. That's why people will believe the wildest shit in college. Like they're like, yeah, cause they want to pass and they want to feel superior. Right? Like, uh, there's a lot of people, especially at a young age, and that's when you kind of went into as a young age, you're like hungry for knowledge. You want the knowledge that nobody else can get. And you don't care if anybody else gets it at that moment, right? Like now it's different. We think because we're older, as we get older, we get wisdom. And you're like, man, it's important to pass these ideas on. But at that time, when we're young, we're like, no, I should get all this knowledge. And then you feel superior. And, and some people get that aspect of it and when i say superior I mean like i know more knowledge than anybody else like you don't know this knowledge it's like those people that oh man you heard of that group Shh. i mean i got their i got their mixtape like 20 years ago you know what i mean like when they try to throw that out there it's the same concept and to think that every single person would be that anybody that has been in the Freemasons and I'm sure we're going to get killed by someone's going to be like, Oh yeah, they're just saying that because he was a Freemason. I'm sure someone's going to say that. And we know people talk behind our backs. We know people say stuff like people have asked me on shows before. Like, Hey, you think, uh, Joel, like, are you saying he's my handler? Cause I mean, I don't know how this works. Like I said, we would be I'm his handler guys. I am. I would think Sean, we'd have a lot fingers, more money. Man. <laughs> I would think Shut we'd down. have a lot more money, bro. Like we wouldn't be hurting like, hey, man, let's uh, try to keep the lights on. I, I, I would think, <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, no. We're that deep and ingrained. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? Because Tony Merkel said that he gets that a lot, too, about me. And they were he was like, I just feel like, man, he'd be living a lot better. Like as far as, you know, having like some of like the best cars and you know, millions of dollars if he was. And they were like, that's the, that's the trick. He's got all that money, but he's not showing it. <laughs> yeah, that's the trick. Yeah, no. But then I was like, yeah, don't you think I would be coming up? I'll be wearing a Gucci. I got a uh, diamond grill. I'm like, now then if I came like that, I would understand people would be like, hey man, last week you, 
<laughs> hey, and here's here's another good one. And this is for you lovely truthers out there. You're just as bad. You're just as bad. You do the same thing with knowledge. Flat earthers, you think you're superior to everyone else because you have this knowledge. I'm so much smarter than the rest of you. You nuclear bomb, everything's fake. 9-11, everything's fake. Blue beam, blue beam. You guys stink that you're smarter than everyone else. So you feel like you have some sort of superiority complex over everyone else instead of having an open mind that you could be wrong. Or maybe you got some of it right, but not all of it right. And I can tell you right now, all the ones I just named, you probably have some of it right, but you got a lot wrong too. All of you do. And that's a fact because I can tell you that I don't have everything right. I don't. Well, well the point is, is when we can have a discussion with you. When right. you when you come up with something, we're like, yeah, I don't really see it that way from what I... Then they go, <laughs> that's the exact like tone yeah. you get. Or we that, get like, 50 million emails. Yeah, and, 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 and telling us that we're... <laughs> the thing is like, and then they even try to give you a comp, that backhand comp, like you guys are smart guys, but how are you dumb and don't realize this? That's, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the thing that I think is the problem. I have no problem with you saying the earth is flat or even nukes fake, but let's discuss it and let's see why. Like, like with Eddie Bravo, when, when Joe, I thought Joe was being, uh, uh, too, too harsh to Eddie. I was like, Eddie's just yeah. like, yeah, man, I'm just kind of saying like asking questions. No problem. You make sense. Like we can discuss it and like have an open discussion. But when you're saying that if I don't agree with every single point, then, then I'm off the team. What's the difference between, and then a lot of those people are like against the woke left. And I'm like, well, you sound a lot like them. Because it's the yes. same, similar Absolutely. tactics. So it's like, let's have an open mind. Let's critically think. Let's share ideas. And and there is a lot of stuff that people say in these realms, like that, that nukes are fake, that are Dude, absolutely Flat Earthers true. got a lot of good stuff right For sure. And I'll, and I'll give them a lot of props on having an open mind and thinking outside of the box, even though they're stuck in a globe, uh, stuck in a snow globe. But at the end of the day, they have a lot of things that make sense, man. Hey, they're not wrong at the fact that everything that we see has some sort of ice wall that we watch, like Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like anything. They're not wrong that there's concepts that work. But the problem is your side's been infiltrated as well. So you can't say that everything coming out of your side's a fact. Listen, if somebody's first name is Flat Earth, I'm not listening to them because the whole <laughs> basis of their lives is around one concept. That's kind of like dyeing your hair blue. <laughs> kind of like dyeing your hair blue. Exactly. Exactly. And don't come for us, Quirinons. <laughs> <laughs> I just hey, don't always find that ironic. Q and Anon. Get Dude. the potential. <laughs> well, didn't, I show, right. didn't I send that? Didn't someone say that recently? I think I sent you a video. Yes. <laughs> oh man, no, I agree with you, man, and I, I think that if we actually do have these discussions, we could come up with other. And that doesn't mean we're right. I like this alchemical angle, but I also know that even if you take that off the table, there's still lies, and there is benefits to these lies. And and these H bombs, like, could be anything. It could be a regular bomb that was already there that they've been using the whole time because there was people that looked over after the bombing and they were just like through like over with the helicopter and they were like looks the same as the other firebombs like what's the difference at this point 
Well, did you use a little bit more TNT? And then that's the other thing is why was all this TNT components? And like I was telling you earlier too, the fact that there's been millions of papers, books, everything on how to construct a nuclear bomb. How come no one's done that? They, they even had, to, they've gone as far as, I don't know if you heard of this. This is more recent though. I think it was like in the 1970s. They created a group called Nest. Nest is the nuclear emergency safety team or something like that. And in 1986, they had a fake scenario of a nuclear blast happening in Indianapolis. And they even made, you know, fake news report like they do. And, and it took out the whole city. Now, this was all started, Ness was started because uh, this one, I forgot the dude's name, but pretty much someone in government got like an anonymous letter that said, hey, if you don't do this such and such, we're going to blow up Boston with the dirty bomb. Now, that's when they introduced the idea and that's why I think it keeps evolving, right? So at that time, they were like, hey, someone, some terrorist might be able to. And that's when in the 70s and, and, and towards the 80s, they started putting this terrorist narrative out there. And then this dirty bomb scare, even though we've never seen one, we haven't actually seen someone use it. We've heard like allegedly or like even when they, most of the time when there are chemical weapons gassing people. Why has it never been used again? Just because one person, other bombs have uh, destroyed people. We destroyed Iraq. You think that, that a nuclear bomb would have done worse? I don't know. Because the way we bombed a shock and all, same thing. I don't see the difference. So that is where I give them like some light on the, I just think we have to speak smarter on how we phrase things if you just go nukes and that's why i don't really go into the occult too much not that i don't believe that there's angles to it i just know and you know too as well certain people you can't approach that way we know we have to give them a different angle so that we have to have multiple arguments to get our point across we can't just go oh no it's just this and that's what joel is saying is that you have one argument and you won't let it go like you're not finding an alternate way of describing flat earth like mario did talking about rings and in a whole different way you're, you're not talking about nukes being fake you're just like yeah it just didn't exist now if you say yeah i don't believe that the technology they're talking about is real we're with you if you're saying that they lied and they and they put propaganda out because all those movies were propaganda we're with you but when you're saying that two hundred thousand people did not die and that they had some like treaty with no i i call bullshit because on any angle, whether occult or geopolitical, paranormal, those people would have to have died. Yes. It's, it's it. Yeah, it, it makes more sense because there's more gravity to it when people actually die. And that's always a fact. And just take the sacrificial piece out of it, even though I think that's a huge part of it. Take it out. Just from a geopolitical standpoint, actual deaths cause people to react differently. So it's not all fake. This whole thing of everything being fake, it, it, it's played out. It's played out. And again, like I know we rail on flat earth a lot. We just use it as a jump off point because people are super tribalistic that are flat earthers. I don't disagree with a lot of the concepts that they bring to the table. I like it. I don't believe in NASA. I don't believe in evolution. So I believe both of those things that you believe. I'm just open minded into understanding that we don't know. Two things I know for a fact. You ain't been to the ice wall to look over it, and you ain't been high enough to touch the firmament or what you think's the firmament. Those two things I know. So you can't emphatically tell me that it exists, just like with nuclear bombs. You don't know what killed those people. So that 
is nuclear technology as far as you know. As far as we know, that's nuclear technology. Now, is it what they're telling us it is? Is it plutonium, uranium, all that? I don't think so. I think that it's something else going on, and I'll agree with you to that point, but you have to look at everything with different lenses. Don't get so bought into something. You can say, I believe this because it's the research I've done, but always leave yourself open to being wrong because if you're not, you're just like these elites who think they're better than everyone else. The people that are not open to be wrong are like, what the hell is even that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to play this one. I'm going to play this little clip anyways because I thought it was funny. I meant to drop it when we were talking about Tokyo. Welcome but- to the rice fields, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to add that. No, I agree with you, man. I think that hopefully... That we do have some people and, and shots out. I, I have friends that are flat earthers and there's some that are reasonable. And obviously we're generalizing when we say stuff because it does not mean every single person because there's that's impossible. But when we see the backlash on things and people act like we don't do research and I'm not saying our research is perfect. Nobody's is because we're only based on the information that we could find. It's not like we're privy to every single piece of information ever in history. Nobody is. We have to piece it all together. But we all, me, you, Justin, Juan, Jay, like, you know, Tony, like, like we could go down the line of people that do research, man, that like look into this heavy. It's not like we're just like, oh, yeah, it's not flat. That's it's not (laughs) that the nukes are fake. Like we're like, dude, we've actually looked into this. And then we even give them credence. And this is my problem. And I'll get off my soapbox. It's just that when we're like, yeah, I agree with you on A, B, not C, not D, but E, F. Yeah, we're all in. And then they go, ah. Get out of here. Like, you know, you're an idiot. That's where that, that's where the disconnect. And that's when frustration comes from our point where we're like, well, yeah, now I'm going to make fun of you. Now I'm going to rail on you because <laughs> I tried it. I tried to give you that branch. You know what I mean? I was like, hey, here's that fig tree, bro. Here's that fig branch. You know, get on. Hey, any of on our board. fans, any of our fans that like to listen to us, but don't watch Shadow Band Syndicate on the one-on-one podcast on YouTube because you can actually watch us. That's once a month because he posts that over there. Just go look at the comments on the last episode we did with Lord Petty uh, where we red-pilled him up, which you guys have probably already heard if you follow us. Go look at the comments. All it is is about Flat Earth. Do you know we talked about Flat Earth for five minutes of the entire almost two-hour podcast where we're talking about Nephilim, homunculus. Hey, they're cool with giants and creating little men alchemically, but they freak out about the shape of the earth. That is what we're talking about, guys. That's why we make jokes and we make light about it because when you really look at yourselves, you're acting ridiculous. It really is. Like, just relax. If it's flat, guys, Good on you. It doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't. It doesn't change anything. We know that they lie to us. We know that the government lies. We know that these people in power lie to us about everything. We don't disagree with that. I think you guys think, because we don't think it's flat, we don't, oh, you believe in NASA. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I also think it's funny that people think that I have to think space is fake. Or I believe in NASA. I'm like, I believe in space, the possibility of space, but I do know that NASA's a liar. Like, it's proven. Like, it's been proven right. that they're liars. <laughs> like, sometimes I think people listen to our episodes and they're like, Yes! 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 No! 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 Fuck! Shit! 
That's so true, man. <laughs> hey, and it's just like whenever we rail on Trump, we get a lot of backlash online and people start calling us liberals and saying that we love Biden. And it's like, did you not just see the five posts before that where we were railing on Biden? It's that tribalism where people, if you say something, then you have to be the opposite. No, I'm just looking into disparities in every subject. I don't buy totally into anything outside of God. That's it. Like, that's all I do. Like, I'm open-minded to everything. And if you are dead set and sold on something, I can tell you that thing's been infiltrated. It all, everything has been. The church has been. We talk about every facet of life's been infiltrated. Even go read Cass Sunstein right now. It's on the website. Even conspiracies by creating psyops within them. Simple as that. And I think that's the importance of why we wanted to touch on this episode. Because actually, we were actually going to start talking about Bluebeam. We kind of bumped it because it's kind of a similar topic. And we were like, we'll, we'll expand further on Bluebeam because there's a lot we want to talk about Bluebeam, especially with all the aliens going out there. But with this nuclear thing catching wind again, because it caught wind a few times up and down, up and down. You know what I mean? You hear about it. And there's some people that truly believe that they're fake. And I think sometimes that I don't think they mean that they're fake. I think they mean what we're talking about. And I think that they just say the words like, oh, nukes are fake. But what they really mean, and that's why I say it's, we got to be careful what we say, because from the outside world, they're like, idiots. Because then they um, automatically think whether you think, because you can think nukes are, or the nu- nuclear technology was falsified, that it's not what they say it is, but people really died. But when people say nobody died, and then the people are saying fake nukes, they, they put them together automatically. And they say, like, if you believe that this didn't work, then... You're on this team. And that's what we're trying to decipher from because there is a lot of information we got to get out there. And I'm not saying we're right on anything. We could be right on some stuff. We might get 20%, 30%, 50%, 80%, depending on the topic. But I think if we always come with a critical thinking, put on that critical thinking cap like we're in grade school, you know what I mean? Like, And really just see what the problem is, asking questions. Like We do the research and then we ask questions of the research. Like, why would did this happen? Why did this guy happen? But in, in our synopsis, and I think it would be basically like the technology was fabricated and propaganda was made from it, but people died. I'm with you, man, because I dug through it and there's even plenty more to dig through on it, but I dug through a lot and that's what I came up with too. A lot of these guys are right with some of the stuff they're saying about this technology. It's not, I think that the technology exists, but it's not what they tell us it is. I think. They are, they can cause massive explosions, massive, you know, amounts of heat to burn things down. They're just not telling you what it is. (laughs) They're not going to. They're going to tell you it's this stupid little trinket that they're throwing out of a plane, but it's not. It's something else. Probably some dude walking up with like a cloak on in the distance (laughs) and he's chanting a couple words, man. And something just comes dropping out of the sky. And on that note, you know how we do it on these parts. Go check out killthemockingbirds.com if you made it this far. Might as well go check out that Cass Sunstein paper on the disinformation section. And while you're there, go bump some tunes, Joel Thomas, Sean Chris, which then that will take you to all the music streaming platform site. You can listen to the podcast on there. Then you can go hop on over, get yourself a couple shirts so you can be ready for the Shape of Shadows release. And then go get your tickets 
to the Floridian Airwaves. It's all right there. You don't even have to go to all these other. You can follow us on Kill the Mockingbirds podcast Instagram. You can follow us on Vantessa Music, Sean Chris Music on Instagram. Come on, just go to the site, killthemockingbirds.com. Just go to the site and you can get to our Instagrams from the site. So you can get everything from the site, killthebockingbirds.com. We're always updating on there. We're always putting new information. Our disinformation section will always be updated with new, really interesting uh, theses and papers and stories that you guys can read that you won't see everywhere. It's not going to be stuff that everybody's got readily available. It's going to be stuff that we've done some deep, deep dives on and you get access to. Uh, also, man, this whole episode on, you know, nuclear bombs, uh, I just got to let, you know, my baby Jin Saki know, you're the bomb, baby. You are. You're my baby bomb. And I want to tell everybody thank you so much over the past week. I noticed more people were going to bring back Saki Bomb on change.org, which you can also find at killthemockingbirds.com. Please go there. Please write a nice, Comment there, subscribe to change.org, sign the petition. If I get over a hundred, we start getting in the algorithm, we start getting juice. And you know, I need her to notice me as much as possible. Even though she has been, this helps out, guys. You're helping me out get connected to my true Nephilim blood. And we're going to have blood babies, which can be great. And you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat, brat, bird killers. I'm taping my dick and my balls to my leg. I'm taking these water balloons and I'm stuffing my bra. Just in my wig, bikini Chanel. I joined the women's beach volleyball league. I'm spiking the ball so hard the concussions from hitting the head. It's only technique. One shot, two shot, three shot, four, five shot, six shot, seven shot, more. I love me some Kamala. She is phenomenal, proving that anything's possible. From side chick to Montel, she must be a monitor. The way that she worked all the shots to get to the top of the capital. Almost forgot about Brandon. Still stuttering all of his speeches. Cue up the clap track. Green screen, some more people. Rachel Levine. Everybody worked up about yes. Elon Buying Twitter like he gon' save us Left and right squabbling while he got chips For your heads calling him courageous No bueno, I answered and no one Start calling me NATO Digital cheese on the way though Get you a bowl of Alfredo It's a woke summer, I need another booster Before I hit the beach BLM on my koozie Communism stoke Beyond me looking juicy Checking on your privilege They them drop your booty Let's call Patrice Colors. Virtue signal every damn flag but my own. My uncles, we're all so oppressed. Let me tweet it on my phone. Swipe white, boost the badge for the COVID hoes on Tinder. Turn a nuclear summer into a COVID winter. These are moments to remember as I'm puffing on my ember. Moderna and Pfizer. Time to go on a bender. Don't assume my gender. Purple bang just a black Betty Cocker, fighting all mess monsters. Uh-oh. Mild carditis playing soccer. Loud Schwab storing home warm blockers. Kick rocks, slap 
laughs at the Oscars. Yellow and blue emojis. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Before I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie. Coming in some stove. Beyond me looking juicy. Checking on your privilege. They them drop your booty. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Let's party in a mansion. Let's call Patrice Colors. Sincerity, NPC sincerely. Yeah. With the elites and these kids have a common. What? They spoil rotten. Don't egg them on, it's a problem. Walk around the shelves when you carry that cotton. This life is 26.2. When you throw Medusa, who you point to? Newfound thinker, I'm an NFT. But the caveat is you can't purchase me. Small contract, got contingencies. I'm solid with solidity. Oh, your VPN still collect data. Metaverse isn't in beta. To a blockchain, yeah, it's all the same thing. As to what with the whipping, the gust with the chicken, it's all just a vision. Let's hide it with lines. How many of us is in a quandary? How many? I'm just one. Let's glance at the stars. One way ticket to Mars. Who's the subject for the cars? We gotta do it for cars. They a sneaky little fox, but I'm Jamie, give them bars. Sit a sit up by the law. I keep it 300 in my thigh. Of course, I'm boosted both ways. I'm riding my horse. Butter to the ones of remorse. I picked a degree and still have some work. Knowledge free and I'm not the first to pay. Gas isn't bad and puts us the worst. I'm starting to see you guys ain't waiting.